The 429th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the 429th edition. We're going to dedicate it to a new friend in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Squirrel Bits, not only an, an amazing name, but uh, a, a, a new friend in the Discord. Just a small town squirrel living in a lonely world is what Squirrel Bits says, so a, don't stop believing in the MMA Gambling Podcast and our Discord, Squirrel Bits. And this episode is going out to you. Hopefully it's a banger of an episode we're doing the main card of uc fight day dawson versus green i know that doesn't sound impressive and uh, it's, it's an okay card um it's not uh not an amazing card it's a typical ufc apex uh fight night card but we're gonna make money on it regardless as i've said in the past numerous times it doesn't matter the quality of the event we're gonna make money on it whether it's uh samurai fight house or or ufc fight night we shall make money and, of course, riding shotgun, the man who helps us make the money is Daniel Gumby Reeland. Hello. You know, not really – you're right. Not really a great fight card in terms of, of like, household names and, and people who are in the rankings, right? I think we only got one ranked fighter here on this, the main card. But I will say bangers, right? Like, there's not a fight on there sure, where yeah. you're like, that one looks like it might be boring. It, it, it pretty much across the board looks like every single fight is either going to be – uh, a back and forth brawl, or at least a one-sided savage beating. <laughs> yep, it's true. Um, there are some some interesting matchups here for sure. So, um, and it's a lot of times it's under the radar type events like this that end up having bangers uh, across the board. So, um, the fight, the quality on paper does not always equal the quality that we see in the cage. Um, there's no sloppy uh, heavyweights. Um, in this on this uh main card or actually on the in the card in general um there's no jose daniel medina's either though sally but we'll have to survive without a, a chichu fight card right yeah i mean he's he's got to be booked soon enough right uh hopefully hopefully yeah, yeah, he, plans. yeah yeah he's he's got to be they're, they're probably planning a card to go to spain just to to make sure he gets the, the top billing I was, uh, we talked about him enough last episode, I'm sure, but um, I wonder what the matchmakers thought when Dana did that, when Dana called that audible and signed Oh, because him, they, they didn't pro- even talk mm. about it? They're like, what, yeah. what, is, what yeah. is he doing? He's he's signing the fat guy? <laughs> the, they, 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 probably, they probably thought they were going to get in trouble for booking him on Contender Series, for, for God's sakes, so and now he's uh, now he's got a, a UFC contract, so yeah, he, you never he do not, know. He did not look good. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to belabor the point, but he, did, he just... Did not look good. <laughs> <laughs> Dana must must have been uh, dealt a blackjack uh, on his way into into the event last night because uh, 
yeah, he was he was in a good mood. Uh, hopefully, we're all in a good mood come Saturday night after we we get our winning picks here. Um, before we do all of that, I got to tell you about the people who help keep us in your ear holes with these winning picks. Game time is the first one. This one is a good one. It helps you get last minute tickets to any kind of event you're looking for, and it ensures that you get the best price on your tickets as well. Because game time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. No, I, I kind of said limes again. Game lines is not something you can put in your drink. Uh, research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we did the research for the main card, and we are ready to give you the results. UFC in in advance. UFC Fight Night Dawson versus Green this Saturday, October the seventh. UFC Apex prelims, ESPN Plus four p.m. Main card, ESPN Plus seven p.m. At least we don't have to stay up late to watch this card. That's that's a positive. All right. Yeah, I, I love an early card. There, there needs to be loves an early four, card. Four o'clock cards all the time. Yep. There you go. Listen in. Dana, I, her, I'm sure Dana has nothing to do with what time they start at. Uh, TV people, listen in. All right, featherweights. Alexander Hernandez versus Bill Algio. Uh, we will tell you about um, Alexander the Great Ape. He was just Alexander the Great before, was he not? That boring nickname that all the Alexanders use. He was, I but ape. I don't know that the Great Ape is better. Uh, he was the Great <laughs> Ape. Oh, no, it's a, not. I know for a fact he was the Great Ape last fight because we've already had this discussion yeah, once, yeah. and I, yes. I trashed it because he was like, he he eventually figured out Alexander the Great is a dumb nickname and was like, how can I make yep. it dumber? Uh, and he yep. succeeded. You know, hats off. Yep. Next, maybe he can be the Grape Ape. That would be a better nickname, don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. Get really or just into, Alexander the Grape. Get really into Welch's Grape Juice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe you can get a sponsorship. Regardless, let's tell you about Alexander Hernandez. Uh, well, no matter what his nickname uh, is. He's 14 and 6. Six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. Six and five in the UFC, one and two over his last three, but he did win his last fight. Maybe he saved his UFC career with that one. Three in a row, three losses in a row usually is not a good thing. Um, what else can I tell you about him? He used to fight at lightweight, was regional champion, 2012 pro MMA debut. Three years younger than Algio, he's barely outstruck his UFC opponents, but he does, he is in the positive in the striking differential, 0. 0.04. So he outstrikes his opponents by 0. 0.04 strikes per minute. Better than being hit more often i guess uh better grappling stats and algio plus 125 senior perfecto there's a nickname even though he's far from perfect that's a perfect nickname he's 17 and 7 four knockouts seven submissions he's been submitted twice four and three in the ufc three and one over his last four including winning his last fight via submission all one on the contender series always like to spring this on gumby who did you lose to gumby do you remember senior perfecto was it brandon lognan 
Hmm. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I I feel like he's the guy that Brendan Lognan took down in uh, then then uh, Dana White got all pissy. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> over over four years ago, come you remembers. I didn't. Yes. Um, all right. He's a regional champ, Algio. That is. He has missed weight before. One and oh on in World Series of Fighting, 2012 Pro MMA debut, just like Hernandez. He's three inches taller, one inch reach, better striking stats, and more active landing strikes than Hernandez. And he has a positive strike differential of 1.61 strikes per minute. Nice number for him there. Minus 130. All right. I We'll kick it off. Give me senior perfecto here. Um, better striker, obvious. Even even the numbers show that. And I, I think he's a better grappler, or or he's just as good of a grappler as Hernandez. So I I give him actually the edge in both the categories, especially in the striking realm. So uh, give me Agio here. I I'm gonna go Hernandez here. Um, really? Yeah. I'm shocked he, by that. Yeah. I you know so I used to like Bill Algio. The more and more I think about it, I don't actually like his striking very much. You know, you mentioned, you know, the striking numbers clearly lean to him. But let's talk about the people he's outstruck. Herbert Burns, you know, not a boxer. Fire. You know, yeah. Fire. That, that's a guy who wants to be on the ground pretty much all the time. TJ Brown, same thing. Great grappler. Not much of a, a striker. Um, he outstruck Joe Anderson, Britu. But I don't know if you remember that fight. Britu just decided not to fight for the first two rounds in like a very weird way. Um and he outstruck Ricardo Hamosh, which like, okay, that one's maybe fine, but he's been out grappled really badly in some fights. Ricardo Hamosh got him down eight times. Um, Andre Feely badly outstruck him and out grappled him both. Uh, Spike Carlisle scored a lot of takedowns on him. Ricardo Lamas, who I don't think of as a wrestler, scored a lot of takedowns. You know, we already mentioned the Brandon Lognan taking him down. I, I don't think he has the power to take down Alexander Hernandez. Hernandez, at least in his last fight, I, I think we got to give him a little bit of credit because he looked good in that fight against Jim Miller, right? Like he, he I, I've been writing him off as not being particularly good for some time, but in that fight with Jim Miller, I mean, like he looked like, he looked like the prospect we thought he was back when he like, you know, like he, he rushed onto the scene and knocked out Benil Darius straight out the gate. And everybody was lauding him as like the next big thing until Cerrone kicked his ass. And then he kind of went on this like weird little run, but he still got crazy good power. And in the Miller fight, he also showed me he's figuring the cardio out. I don't think LGO gets him down. And I think LGO standing with him is a bad idea. So I'm, I'm going to go slight dog here. I'm going to take Hernandez. Well, that, that hurts Gumby. We finally disagreed on something last show, all in agreement. This show Gumby is, is uh, zigging while I'm zagging, but I think, I think, we might go, I think we might go four for four to close it out though. I got a good feeling there. there there's a good chance that actually uh, looking at these fights. There's um, no, actually we're not going to, cause I listened to some of your picks already. Gumby. So no, uh, I know we're really, I know we're really one you, screwing up here. I know which one you don't agree with then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lightweight time. Drew Dober, Ricky not this one. Glenn. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, Ricky the Gladiator Glenn, 22, 7, and 2. 13 knockouts, 3 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. 4, 4, and 1 in the UFC. 1, 2, and 1 over his last. That would be 4 fights by my math. He did get knocked out in his last fight. He's not won since June of 2021. Has missed weight in the past. 4, and 1 in World Series of Fighting and the champion there. That was down at featherweight. 2006 Pro MMA debut, four inches taller than Dober, better striking stats, and he's barely outstruck his UFC opponents by .007, and he's at plus 360. Dober, 26 and 12 with one no contest, 13 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times, 12 and eight with one no contest in the UFC, three and one 
over his last four, but he did get TKO'd in his last fight. 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. Used to fight at welterweight, so we got a former welterweight versus a former featherweight. Um, yeah, the featherweight is four inches taller, so go figure. Uh, Dober, 1-0 in Bellator, 2009 pro MMA debut. More active landing strikes than Glenn. And he also, he's barely been outstruck by minus 0 0.02 uh, strike differential in the UFC. He's at minus 425. That's not a little number. Yeah, I... This is obviously Drew Dober. Um, yes. Like, I, I, and I like Ricky Glenn, and he had some like surprisingly good showings from time to time. But look, bottom line is Drew Dober hits really freaking hard, and he just got knocked out by Christos Diagos. And and I don't mean to let the shrapnel hit Christos Diagos here, but Christos Diagos would even tell you to your his face that he prefers to grapple, that he's a guy who mixes it up on the ground better and he believes in his wrestling. I interviewed him when he said his losses were largely due to the fact that he just wasn't trusting in his wrestling and he was trying to strike too much. In his last fight, he got to strike too much and still won. So you got a guy who hits like a truck in Drew Dober. you got a guy who just fell to a, a wrestler in terms of striking. I, I don't see how this fight doesn't end with Drew Dober knocking his head off. Yep. Drew Dober um, is the pick, obviously, or for all the reasons Gummy just said. Um, yeah, he's going to smash him on the feet, more than likely. Um, so there's that pick. This is a more evenly matched fight coming up, but um, should be nonetheless uh, as exciting and, and violent as the Dober-Glenn fight. This is at welterweight. Alex Morono versus Joaquin Buckley. Morono, the Great White, is the nickname. He's 23 and 8 with one no contest. Six knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out three times. 12 and 5 with one no contest in the UFC. 5 and 1 over his last six. He did win his last fight via submission. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at middleweight. 2010 pro MMA debut. Inch of height over Buckley. Better striking and stats. And he's more active landing strikes than Buckley. He's up. Uh, he has a positive strike differential of plus 1.06. He's at plus 145. Numansa, Buckley, 16 and 6 with 12 knockouts. He's been knocked out four times, six and four in the UFC, one and two over his last three. He did win his last fight via TKO. Used, used to fight up at middleweight as well. Three and two in Bellator, four inches reach, four years younger than Morono. He's got better grappling stats than Morono, and he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.34 strikes a minute. Minus 165. I'm going Buckley, the power in the striking, not to mention the reach to uh, utilize the power with, and he's he's a better grappler and utilizes his grappling more than Morano does. So give me the favorite here. I'll give you that he utilizes his grappling better than Morano, but I'm not sitting here telling you he's a better grappler than Alex Morano. Uh, Alex Morano, high-level black belt when it comes to grappling. Um, looks okay, wrestling, very, sorry. Looks very good on the mat. Yeah, you can give Buckley the wrestling, but anybody who tries to wrestle... Uh, Murano winds up countered pretty badly. Like nobody succeeds in countering him. Uh, and I also just think he's, there's no way he shoots a takedown in this fight. Um, I, I think Murano is just going to absolutely uh, stuff anything he would send. And he's going to feel confident because he's faster. With that being said, I still like Murano in this fight. He's uh, five and one in his last six fights. His only loss, he was beating the crap out of Santiago Ponzinibbio and caught an overhand right. And sure, could that happen here against Buckley? Yeah, Buckley's got a similar uh, similar game plan and styling to Santiago Ponzinibbio. He's a guy who strikes and just wants to get it done. But I think Murano just does a little bit more of the basics here and picks away at him, tries to wear him out. I think if he does get to the grappling, I think he can dominate on top, particularly if he gets... Uh, um, 
Buckley tired. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got like a TKO finish on top, if he just ground and pounded him out. I also think we're sleeping on the fact that perhaps Buckley's chin is not as good as we think it is. Um, he's coming off of, I, I mean, he did beat Andre Fialu, which uh, turns out is not all that impressive. But like, if you look at his last, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, like his last four losses, three of them he was brutally knocked out in. So he's been knocked out brutally three times in the last three years. Chris Curtis, Alessio DiCirico is not a good person to be knocking you out. And then Kevin Holland no. starched him with that that right cross. So, like, I, I mean, like, anytime he loses, he's getting knocked out. And, look, Murano hits. Uh, and I know he doesn't have a ton of finishes by KO on his record because he doesn't, like, overextend himself very often. But, man, when he connects, I, I mean, he TKO'd Donald Cerrone just with volume. He got ground and pound finishes in the UFC. Like, I, I think he totally could pick up a TKO here. Uh, and I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. All right. All right, there you go. Gumby going zigging while I'm zagging once again. All right, we shall continue after I tell you about another one of our amazing sponsors who keep us in your ear holes. Don't hold it against them that we're in your ear holes, but it is their fault. Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times your payout plus they have a hundred thousand dollars Sundays continues on underdog fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each Sunday. Gumby, you have underdog spicy play for the Cowboys, a higher or a lower. You gave us one last episode. Do you have another one? Well, I'll just say, uh, I love that they have tons of UFC stuff in there too. And not just yes. UFC, yes. they had contender series. If you guys had trailed along with the one we posted on our Twitter, you would have won six times your entry uh, using Underdog Ooh. Fantasy, which is a pretty good one. And uh, to get your your lineup started right for Saturday's event, I'll say take, uh, take the higher than on Johnny Munoz takedowns. Uh, it hasn't been posted yet. I'm going to imagine... They like to have one and a half on there when uh, when when uh, we see guys with good takedown abilities. And I'm going to say Johnny Munoz gets higher than that. I'm going to say he gets at least two. All right. There you go. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Fantastic. Gummy gave you the winning MMA pick there, UFC pick. All right. We are to the co-main event already. We always go quickly through the main card picks. And this one is B. Joe Pfeiffer versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, Al-Hassan, judo, thunder, 12 and 5 with 12 knockouts. So you know how this man's looking to win. He's been knocked out himself once, 6 and 5 in the UFC. He's got win-loss win over his last three fights. And yes, he won his last fight via knockout. Used to fight at welterweight, missed weight a couple times. Not surprisingly, when you see the guy, it's hard hard to picture him uh, him making weight at uh, at welterweight. Um, what else can I tell you about Mr. Judo Thunder? He was went two and zero in Bellator, twenty thirteen pro MMA debut, and he's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.48 strikes per minute. He's at plus three fifty. B. Joe Pfeiffer still goes by body bags with the Z at the end as his nickname. It should be B, but anyhow, uh, he's eleven and two. Eight knockouts, two submissions. He's 2-0 in the UFC, 1-1 on Contender Series. He's won four straight fights, all via knockout or TKO. He's not lost since August of 2020. Multiple regional championships on his... Mantle. Correct. He also is a pro grappler. Four inches of height, two inches of reach on Al-Hassan. But more importantly, he's 11 years younger than uh, his opponent. 
better grappling stats as well. And he has a positive strike differential in the UFC and contender series at plus 0.99. He's at minus 400, sadly. Yeah, I'm going to go Pfeiffer here, but I will say for everybody jumping to like throw Joe Pfeiffer in every single one of your parlays, I would say this is one I leave out. Um, I, I really do like Joe Pfeiffer. I think his striking is going to be more fundamental than Al Hassan, who sometimes just kind of like throws from the hip and looks for the home run. I think if he chose to wrestle, uh, he would do well. Because while we call him Judo Thunder, uh, Zak Al Hassan, he, he doesn't use much of his judo and doesn't look like much of a wrestler. I would say Joe Pfeiffer is clearly better in just about everywhere. But also the guy he's fighting just happens to have dynamite in his hands. Um Abdul Razak Al-Hassan just throws huge bombs. And, like, we've never seen Joe Pfeiffer fight somebody who could knock him out, seemingly. You know what I mean? Like, he's coming off of beating Gerald Mearshart and Alan Amandovsky. And, you know, he beat Ozzy Diaz on Contender Series. And, like, none of those guys, like, scream knockout artists, right? Uh, Even Austin Trotman, if you want to go back to his time in CFFC or... You know, Dustin Stoltzfus, who granted beat him, but with like that weird arm injury. But like none of these guys are like big power punchers. We don't know how he takes a punch, really, um, particularly from a guy who it's like Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. So at negative 400, he just doesn't add enough value to any of your parlays that like the risk is worth the reward here. So I, I am picking Pfeiffer. I think he gets it done. I, I'm staying away from it personally. All right, there you go. A warning to all of you uh, people, ran or not randomly, but uh, uh, just throwing a Piper into into every parlay you got. So, and I agree, Al Hassan is is dangerous. So you don't want to uh, sleep on him, especially a, a line this this high too. Um, all right, main event time: lightweights, Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. Five five minute rounds. We'll tell you about King Green first. Thirty fourteen and one with one no contest. The knocked out. Sorry, he's knocked out. Uh, 10 people and submitted nine. He's he himself has been knocked out four times and submitted twice 11, nine and one with one no contest in the UFC. One is last fight via submission four and one in strike force multiple reaches championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sports podcast.com slash store. Use fight at Walter Waite 2008 pro MMA debut, better striking stats. And he's twice more active landing strikes than Dawson is. He has a very good strike differential of plus 2.47 strikes per minute. He's a plus three, three, three. There's a fun number. Um, KGD is the nickname for Dawson King Grant Dawson, which Bobby Green does not approve of. He's 20 1 1 is his career record. He's got four knockouts, 13 submissions. He's been knocked out once, 9 0 and 1 in the UFC. He's won three straight fights. He's not lost since April of 2016. He's missed weight three times, so keep an eye on that. He used to fight at featherweight, though. Uh, I think he missed weight once at lightweight thus far. A 1 0 on the contender series. He's got an inch of reach on. Green, eight years younger than him. He's got a positive strike differential of 0.77 strikes per minute. Minus 350. Dawson is the pick for me. Obviously, he's going to grapple and win this fight. I don't think it's, it's going to be as easy as it seems. And I, I don't really like the minus 350 line. But I do think King Grant Dawson is going to, going to prevail here. I, I think this line looks way better than the Piper line. I'd way rather have Grant Dawson in this fight negative 350. Yeah, there's less danger for sure. Yeah, there's less danger because Bobby Green's not going to knock him out. I also don't think Bobby Green's going to out-wrestle him and, and like, tire him out. Um, He did have that, like, weird cardio issue against Ricky Glenn, but that seems largely eradicated, too, because since then, 
you know, like he went almost three full rounds with Mark Madsen. He went almost three full rounds with Jared Gordon. He, he's gone. He did go three full rounds with Demiris Magulov and he had better cardio than all those guys. So like, I, I feel like he sort of fixed that issue. Granted, this is a five round one, but like, even then I don't see a lot of danger in Bobby green. I, I think if you're going to, if you're looking to spice up a parlay or make like a, a close to even line wind up being a plus money line, like Grant Dawson's the person to add here. I, I think he should easily, I, I think he's going to take Bobby green down a whole bunch of times and just exhaust Bobby green until it comes time to finish him. And and then pretty much whatever way he wants, he's going to get the, the finish. Yep. That's kind of how he wins his fights, uh, regardless of who he's fighting. So more than likely, that is the way um, the path to victory here for Dawson. All right, we'll recap, but don't go away. We got more spicy picks for you. We both have Dawson, both have Pfeiffer. Gumby has Morano. I have Buckley. Both have Dober. And Gumby has Fernandez. I have Alagio. So Gumby on script is going with more dogs than I am, even though that hasn't always been the case as of late, but it has. Uh, it is this week. All right. We are, as I promised, we got more picks for you. We got locks, we got dogs, we got props, and we got a parlay, not plural. A big special parlay like we do every week. Um, is it your turn to go first? I think it is. I think you get to do your lock first this week, Gumby. I'll take uh, Carolina Kovalkiewicz, negative 160. Uh, I think that line is can be badly exploited. I don't think uh, I don't think Belbicha brings enough to, to really scare her. So, yeah, give me Kovalkiewicz. All right. I guess I should have a pick right here, but of course I don't. Um, my f- lock will be what line is looking nice here. Um, bum, 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 bum. Actually, I forgot to put down one of these ones here for you. Um, uh, that, that one might be too close. Is it? Am I going kick a Bembo? Yeah, I'm going to go Johnny Munoz at minus 105. What do you think of that? He's technically an underdog, but I'm taking him. Look at that, an underdog in the lock. He's feeling himself because he has, ladies and gentlemen, I don't need to toot his horn for him because he'll toot his own horn sometimes, but seven seven locks in a row hit by Jeff Locks Fox. So, oh, uh, there, there's a new name. There you Good go. I now, that you've, now that you've jinxed it, though, it's not going to happen this week. So. <laughs> I've got, I've Everyone bet <laughs> against. Everyone go. Eric Keelang. Everyone steam that line now because obviously I have uh, jinxed this thing. Or Gumby's jinxed it, but all right. <laughs> You got a dog? Yeah, Felipe yeah. Lins. Uh, one, yep. one thir- plus 130 on Felipe Lins, I think, is a steal. Uh, I don't trust Ian Kudalaba. That guy's a total flake, and uh, he he fights in one round. And I think Lins at least survives that one round, if not straight out wins it. So, yeah, give me Felipe Lins. I'll take J.J. Aldridge, the uh, kickoff fight. So I'm really going against Scripture. I'm taking a, a short-notice fighter as, as my underdog, but uh, I, think, I think she's going to beat... Monty Adela Rose. So uh, give me Aldridge at plus 120. I like it. Uh, for my prop, I'm going to go Grant Dawson by submission. Uh, look, oh, okay. the, the, anytime he finishes somebody in a fight, it's a submission. You know, you go back. He didn't finish his Magulov, but he subbed Mark Madsen. He subbed Jared Gordon. Um, he didn't sub Leonardo to Santos. He, he knocked him out with a hammer fist, but in like a grappling position. Sub Derek Minner, sub Mike Trezano, subbed Adrian Diaz. Like, he is just that's how he gets most of his finishes. I think he subs Bobby Green here and you can get it at plus 135, which I, I think is kind of a, a sneaky good play here. All righty. Um, yeah, my prop bet's not a good number, though, but uh, I, I gave you two dogs already. Dober via knockout or TKO minus 175. Not crazy about the number, but that's that's the prop I like the best. 
I almost picked that same one, and then I was like, I think I got to be a little juicier than that. So that's yep. uh, that's a good one. All right, Kowalkiewicz, Munoz, Locks, Linz, Aldridge, Dogs, Dawson, Sub, Dobert, KO are the props. Now, time for the Hungry Man Jong Super Fan Parlay to fight Parlay. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to swing for the fences because I haven't been hitting a ton on the Hungry Man Jong. So I might as well, if I'm going to swing, I'm going to make it at least fun here. So the first piece I'm going to go with is I mentioned, I think Felipe Linz just kind of drags Ian Kudalaba into deep water and finishes him. Um, so I'm going to start with Felipe Linz by KOTKO DQ. That one's plus 300, um, which I was kind of surprised it was that high because Linz is show dab knockout power. Granted, uh, not a ton in the UFC, but like before the UFC. So I'll take Linz by TKO or KO um, plus 300. And then I'm going to go a little bit off the rails here. I mentioned I think Alex Morano is going to get the KO. Um, I, I think there's potential here for him to take Buckley out. I'm questioning whether or not Buckley's chin is as good as people say it is. And Murano's KO prop, get this, plus 750, uh, which I, I didn't didn't think it would be that high when I went to go look for it. And then it was, and I was like, well, might as well give that one out too. So if you pair those two together, you're going to get 33 to one on the dot. 33, is that the biggest one you've given out? Uh, no, I gave out a 34. Five to one earlier in this year, and no part of it hit. So, uh, you know, do do with that what you want. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Lynn's knockout, Morono. So, I didn't write down what yeah, Morono knockout, too, right? Yeah. We're going to go big knockouts right. from uh, some guys who have been pudgy at, the, at one point in time in their lives. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you have it. Another episode in the books. Uh, hang out in the Discord with us at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord uh subscribe or like or follow us on twitter sgpn mma at gumby vreeland at jeff fox writer on twitter and on instagram subscribe to my Substack. enter my weekly pick and contest for this event we just gave you all the winners for so you can win my pick and contest there for sure money mma.substack.com listen to gumby's top turtle podcast without me in your ear holes who's on it this week gumby uh, we're talking to Johnny Munoz, who is uh, fighting this weekend. We already mentioned him a little bit earlier on in the show and just now with the locks. And we're also talking to Landry Ward, who is main eventing LFA uh, 169, which is tomorrow night at the time of you listening to this. Go back two episodes and you can hear our picks for LFA 169 or Gummy's picks. Um, and obviously get on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get on the Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Get the app, Sports Gambling Podcast app, on your device and um, help us crush corporate gambling. We're going to be back on Sunday. We're going to recap all our winners from the UFC, and then we're going to do another episode. We're going to bid farewell to Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, speaking of farewells, Gumby, go ahead. All right, I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday. 